the way USC lost to Utah Saturday night was embarrassing. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I am your host, Mark Holkin, and thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast, we are free, and I want to thank you so much for coming along for the ride. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you are and you're watching on, on YouTube, please hit that red subscribe button. It really means a lot, a really lot. And uh, also, give me some comments. Give me your feedback. Uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about this week, especially following this game. And again, you can always follow me at my Twitter, at Mark Culkin, M-A-R-C-K-U-L-K-I-N. Okay. Um, so, the Trojans' six-game winning streak has come to an end. And it happened on the same night that the Dodgers uh, were ousted by the San Diego Padres. And I smile because now maybe the Dodgers will fire Dave Roberts. Best record in baseball, 111 wins. You just got kicked out of the playoffs in the first round. Back to some important news. Um, USC fans can only hope that every single Pac-12 official on the field, in the office, that was in any way attached to that uh, game on Saturday is fired. It was embarrassing how a conference can be so inept with their officiating. And this isn't like a, this was their A-team official uh, group of officials they sent to this game. And if that's the case, I can only imagine how bad the officiating was across the conference. I heard, and it wasn't good. Anyways, um, Utah won the game 43-42. to 42. Uh, But they USC, look, they were going up against a lot in this game. They were going to get up against the largest crowd to ever attend a game at Rice-Eccles Stadium, 53,609 standing room only. Uh, they were dressed in there all blackout uh, per request, T-shirts. And they were there to uh, celebrate the, the lives of uh, 22. Aaron Lowe and Ty Jordan. So, you know, there was a lot of emotion in the stadium heading into it. And still, USC jumped out to a 14-0 lead. They came, they were ready, they were prepared. I talked about it all last week. I knew that Caleb Williams was about to bust out and have that his first solid game that really mattered in a Trojan uniform that wasn't against a team called Rice. 380 yards, five, five passing touchdowns. And uh, he probably could have done more. He And he shouldn't have had to do more, but apparently he was going to have to do more because, um, again, USC was going up against more than just the Utah offense, which is really good, and the Utah defense, which isn't what most people are used to. In fact, they're, they're not good at all. Um, but USC was also going up against Utah's 12th man. And in this case, it was the Pac-12 officiating. It was bad. But again, they jumped out to a 14-0 lead early, going up with, with all this that was building up throughout the night. 
and they were getting ready to put the Utah fans to bed for the night. Um, they got pressure on the Utah quarterback, Cam Rising, on a third down play. It forced him to heave it up, and Kalen Bullock made the interception in the end zone. USA had the ball. They were going to have the opportunity to go up 21-0. Uh, they scored on their third possession when they actually did get the ball, just to uh, kind of put, put that out there. But uh, that interception was wiped away because the Pac-12 – uh, officials on this game thought that uh, defensive tackle Stanley Taufo got to the quarterback late. And by late, talking about one step and pushing him to the ground, you couldn't even count one Mississippi by the time Rising had released the ball and Stanley had outraced Solomon Tulia Pupu uh, to the quarterback, pushing him with two hands in the back, not tackling him, not landing on top of him, pushing him and Rising basically does a tuck and roll. He didn't even hit the ground hard, but the flag came out, roughing the passer penalty. If you thought, if you think I sound incredulous, you should have heard, and I, I, I heard it after the game when I was listening to the highlights, Brock Heward, who was calling the game for Fox on for this national primetime game, he was beside himself. Um, they had Dean Blandino on, the, the, the Fox you know, replay official guru that you, that you always see. Um, he wasn't sure how to explain it. And from what I understand, you didn't, they didn't go back to him much more after the game because everybody was kind of throwing some shade at uh, the Pac-12, led by George Klyovkov, the commissioner, and Merton Hanks, his, his deputy commissioner, who's in charge of officiating. It was really, really bad. And it wasn't just bad for USC. Uh, Utah had some calls go against them. But when you look at the stats, coming into the game, Utah committed – 5.3 penalties per game, USC 6.3. They're even, right? Mox Knicks, look it up. Uh, six and a half on one hand, half a dozen on the other. By the end of the game, USC was called for 12 penalties. Utah was called for five. Something didn't add up in a game that had this, this much emotion in it that was played with at this high of a level. Look, I, I know Utah is usually a very good, disciplined team. This year, they're not that team that you're you're familiar with. So again, that was just the beginning, <clears throat> excuse me, of how things were going to turn out that night for USC. I mentioned Caleb had the game that I predicted he was going to have. 380 yards, five touchdowns. Travis Dye was running for big yards when they gave him the ball. Um, for example, here are the stats on Travis Dye. 11 attempts, 76 yards. That's almost seven yards per carry. Um, but, you know, it didn't really matter if it was Caleb Williams or if it was Travis Dye. USC was doing what they wanted for the most part on offense. Utah wasn't stopping them. It took some outside influences to keep Utah in this game. USC had no turnovers. Again, they've had one all season. The USC offense, it was scoring at will in the first quarter, in the first half. Their first three drives, touchdowns. Remember, I just I talked about that a moment ago. So you get that interception, you go up 21-0. It's a lot different than Utah keeping the ball, having the ball at the 12-yard line because of the roughing the passer penalty and scoring on the next play from the 12-yard line. It's now 14-7. Do you see how the officiating changes the complexion of the game? One play this early can have an impact. 
uh, again, USA 28 first half points. Um, they looked fantastic on offense. Uh, so regardless of you know how poorly USC's defense was tackling or stopping Utah's tight end, Dalton Kincaid, who you know looked like an NFL All-Pro out there, um, Utah, they, they just weren't going to be able to go score for score, touchdown-wise, with the Trojans. Um, USC actually, on, US, on Utah's first scoring possession or opportunity, they had to settle for a 34-yard field goal, wide left. Again, things weren't working well for Utah. Everything was breaking right for USC, save for the officiating. And you just felt like it was going, USC was going to win this game um, as long as, you know, outside influences didn't get involved. Uh, Nick Figueroa, Lincoln Riley, the players talked about this after the game. It, it was... Uh, they won't say it, but I'll say it right now. The the, the Pac-12, simply put, they gifted Utah the win. So when you need to be protected from theft and having things stolen from you, you know what you should do? You should probably uh, head on over to Simply Safe because the numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I know people who use Simply Safe in their own home. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. And here's why my friends who I know use Simply Safe, why they love it. They give them professional, I mentioned 24 7 monitoring. Simply Safe's agents will call you. The moment a threat is detected and dispatched, police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or you can't be reached. Simply, Fates, Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. You also get high-definition security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a real threat is real. Yeah and even uh, hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Their monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break is in, when a break-in is for real. So, uh, basically there's no safe like Simply Safe. Get over there to simplysafe.com. It's free and you can sign up with Locked On College to learn more about it. Save 20% on Simply Safe security system when you sign up. Again, simplysafe.com, locked on college. All right. So I'm already touched on it. The the referees were a major outside force influence in this game. Talked about the numbers. Defensively, USC didn't help themselves. Um I'm going to give you some numbers here. Let me just break this down for you because I, I, I want to be fair. So I'm going to talk about, you know, what USC did to hurt themselves defensively. And that was not giving up the yards. So USC had 556 yards of offense, 42 points. <clears throat> Utah had six more yards of offense, 562, one more point. Caleb Williams had 381 yards passing. 
Utah, Cam Rising, he played like it was his final game of his career ever. Um, he's from Southern California. Lincoln Riley touched up, talked about him earlier in the week. Uh, he loves Cam Rising and the way he plays. 424 yards through the air for, excuse me, 415 yards through the air for Cam Rising. Uh, he also had 11 rushing attempts, 60 yards, three touchdowns on the ground to go with his two through the air. It wasn't that Cam ran the ball, you know, and was killing USC with the run. He was just effective when he did it. He picked up the first downs when he needed them. For example, Utah was four for four on, excuse me, three for three on their fourth down attempts. USC was 0 for two. Uh, third down, I think USC was probably a little bit better, five for nine. Utah was six for 14. But again, those fourth down conversions kind of balance the scales there. USC had 8.1 yards per per attempt on, on offense per play. Uh, Utah, 7.4. So again, USC was better, but it wasn't that dramatic. Uh, it just shows that both offenses were really efficient. It's not like, like I said, Utah's defense wasn't very good. Unfortunately, even with the uh, two turnover advantage that USC had, it, it didn't help because their defense wasn't able to get the stops. And again, I'm going to mention the officiating. They got involved when they had to. So, um, you know, remember, USC entered the game against Utah number one in the country in creating sacks. They had 29. They left the game with zero. They got to Caleb Williams four times. I got no problem with that. Caleb's going to get sacked on occasion. Uh, I've mentioned USC's pass protection from the O-line has been a little spotty. They're dealing with some injuries. But Caleb will take chances trying to extend plays. That's just the competitive nature of who he is. So you take those negative plays. And his positive plays far outweigh the negative. Nevertheless, uh, when you're not getting the sacks and you're getting called for roughing the passer penalties twice that in key crucial moments that kept drives alive that led to scoring touchdowns for Utah. You're doing your job as a defense, but when you're told, no, you got to stay on the field an extra 11, 12, 13, 15 plays throughout the game, whatever that number turns out to be, fatigue sets in, injuries happen. You lose a player like Eric Gentry. That's type of stuff that happens. When you don't get the support uh, from your defense, being able to tackle, and when the uh, officiating is making life more difficult for you. No other way to say it. You know, there was pass interference calls. I've gone over the the BS roughing the passer calls, which, by the way, I think we need to start looking at uh, making these things reviewable. I don't know how because it's, it's such a... It's such a subjective call on the field. Uh, I don't know. It's a, yeah. Fighting on lip. <laughs> Again, really, really hard game to watch and uh, accept, especially if you're a USC fan. Uh, look, I said last week, um, USC had to do three things. They had to contain Cam Rising. I'm going to say they failed just because you look at the stats. He did what he wanted to do. They had to stop the Utah tight end, Dalton Kincaid. That was a major fail. Uh, he ended up looking like an NFL NFL All-Pro. 
he was targeted, what, 15 or 16 times, or whatever the official number was. Each target, he caught the ball. And he had over, two, I think, 217 yards for the game. He was amazing. Now, this is a really minor nitpick because he was so dominant, so he was probably getting the benefit of the doubt. But you, know, you were calling pass interference against USC defensively. I can show you on three different occasions when he very effectively pushed off to get himself open. USC tried to mix up the coverages. It didn't matter. That pass-catch uh, combination was unstoppable. Um, it's almost as unstoppable when uh, Caleb Williams is working with Jordan Addison. Unfortunately, Jordan left the game with an injury. So um, USC did get to see uh, Josh Follow step up, two touchdowns. You know, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place, you know, as this is popping into my head. But um, back to what I was talking about. So, uh, yeah, they didn't stop Cam Rising. They didn't stop Kincaid, the tight end. But they did contain the Utah running game. Tavion Thomas, uh, Micah, Micah, Micah Bernard. For the most part, those guys were, they didn't do anything. The, the USC had better rushing numbers. Travis Dye, I mentioned him earlier, uh, as a team, 27 attempts, 175 yards. Uh, Utah, 32 attempts, 138 yards. So you're think, saying, all right, well, I watched the game. Why didn't USC just run the ball? You know, shorten the game if the officials are going to be a part of it. We'll get into that more uh, during the week in, in, because you get locked on USC five days a week. There'll be plenty of time to talk about this game because USC has a bye game coming up. So um, I'll probably do that crossover crosstalk with our good friend uh, JT Wistasil over there at Locked on Utes. He'll get the opportunity to uh, say, I told you so. Uh, nevertheless, we did talk during the game, and um, I'm going to hold his feet to the fire if he, uh, if he pushes too hard. He's a really good guy. Nevertheless, back to this game. Um, look. USC, I, I think they scored 42 points. In the end, they gave up 43 points. It it came down to who was going to have the ball last, and USC just, they didn't have enough time to score. We'll get into that. That's a whole other topic we can talk about this week. Uh, we'll touch on it right now, I guess. We can. Um, Lincoln Riley had some uh, timeouts used at the end of the game. And he didn't use them. And I'm not sure if had he used them, if, if you had, you, you, you kind of, you know, taking the, the room's temperature, you kind of got the sense that uh, Utah was on the score, that game time touchdown, uh, just because, again, it felt like the officials wanted them to. It, there was two, on two consecutive plays on that drive, I believe. They tried throwing a USC player out for targeting. It's just like, they were, it was the most bizarre thing I'd ever, like I said, you don't believe me. If you think I'm harping on it, and I am, go check out social media. You had Stuart Mandel. He put out a tweet which was just Pac-12 referees, LOL, LOL, LOL. There were people, you know, other guys with clown faces, Pac-12. I got a really big tweet, tweet uh, trending out there. It, it was noticeable. Um, you never want officials 
um, determining the end of a game, especially when you have two really good teams competing as hard as they are. And you just, you want to let the players on the field decide the outcome. And, you know, when you lose, when USC is losing an Eric, an Eric Gentry, they're losing their, one of their top offensive players in Jordan Addison. And you've got the crowd going against you. You're on the road. And then the officials are in, involved. That just becomes a little bit too much sometimes, especially a team like USC that won just four games last year. So uh, I think it was just too much to overcome. Nevertheless, you can bet on this. Uh, well, before I go, again, Lincoln Riley had some timeouts. Again, I'm, I'm just I'm trying to keep my thoughts in order here without going down these different rabbit holes. Uh, he didn't use them, and it, he 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 explained why after the game. Uh, USC still had enough time to go down and, and set up for a game-winning field goal. They had a nice kickoff return following uh, Utah's game-tying touchdown and two-point conversion. But that even got uh, Rayleigh Brown's kickoff return even got set back because he got called for a block in the back or holding, whatever it was, it had nothing to do with the play, but it got called. So instead of starting near midfield, USC is starting further back in their own territory. It makes a difference. Time was off the clock. Okay. Deep breath, Mark. Yeah, it was a long plane ride home. I'm still frustrated. These types of losses, it's a really good, I think this is a perfect bye week for USC. Not just for the team, for their fans. For me, <laughs> uh, for everybody involved, USC needs to get healthy. It'll give them a chance to kind of recharge the batteries. Uh, after the game, Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, Tuli Tuiapolotu, they met with the media. And for me, number one, it was impressive for me to see Caleb Williams up there. Uh, yeah, he did. He had a great game. But when he left the field, he was almost despondent. Um, sobbing and I love that because he cared it, it showed me his passion and you can still see his you know bloodshot eyes from crying when he came back into the press conference afterwards um, Lincoln Riley truly just had that thousand yard death stare that you know get out of my way or I'm gonna hurt you um, but it, Caleb said that USC's not gonna lose another game he started getting doing that antsy chair dance that I kind of do when you're you just want to you got stuff you want to do, stuff you want to say. You just want to get back to work. Um, I mentioned Tooley just staring. And he was burning a hole in my chest. I was in the front row. And then Lincoln Riley said, look, I know what it feels like to be a part of a group. I, I've seen this before. This group has what it takes. Now, yeah, that could be just, you know, great coach talk, and he knows how to deliver a speech. But yeah, if, you, if you were reading the room, and you saw how the team was fighting through all that adversity and still lost by one point on the road. Remember, Utah was favored to win this conference at uh, the beginning of the season. USC went toe-to-toe -to -toe with this team with all that outside influence going on. So I'm going to save more for the rest of the, you know, for a couple more episodes because we only give 30 minutes or less with your Locked on USC. All that news, all that information you can get. If you want to get some of my real feelings on this that I can't talk about here, 
and maybe I'll share it later, but head on over to wersc.com. We have a subscription special that I think you'll enjoy. You can read my uh, Sunday takeaway because uh, I uh, I led into uh, George Klyovkov, the commissioner, and the Pac-12 conference in general. Bet on that one. <clears throat> so then uh, you can head on over to betonline.net because they are your number one source for all of your football betting info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. They are the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball. Mm -hmm. It blew at Dodgers. MMA, boxing, and golf. 111 regular season wins, and you're already playing golf. You've gone fishing. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Okay. So, yeah, USC lost. They are now 6-1, and one, undefeated season, off the board. But you know what? They still have some, all those goals they have in front of them, they're still right there. They can still do some special things this season. So let's talk about where they are in the uh, AP poll. Let's talk about the AP poll. Um, the big winner this week, Tennessee. They did it. They knocked off Alabama. And they did it. You know, it, it's it's funny. Um, it was a high-scoring game back and forth. I don't know if, if officiating played a role in that game. I do know that two former Trojans, Brew McCoy and Chase McGrath, they were part of that process. Chase McGrath kicked the game-winning field goal. Brew McCoy caught the pass to set up the game-winning field goal. They are ranked number three in the in the poll now, AP poll. Georgia number one, Ohio State number two. Michigan stays at number four, Clemson five. Alabama drops to number six with their loss. Ole Miss number seven, TCU at eight. UCLA had the bye week. They jumped to number nine. Oregon, number 10 at 5-1. and one. Those two teams will face each other this coming weekend in Eugene. I will be front and center watching that on TV. I'm not a UCLA fan. Anybody who knows me knows that. But it's going to be interesting to see how this game is officiating, is officiated because, oh, UCLA, yeah, we're bringing the, 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 uh, the team pet along with us to the Big Ten when USC travels. Um, Oregon wasn't invited. So we're going to see uh, see how that game's officiated. Utah got the benefit of the doubt at home. We're going to see how uh, what happens with to UCLA playing at Oregon. Number 11, Oklahoma State. Number 12, USC. So they are still, they're right there. Uh, oh, by the way, Utah jumps up to number 15. So there you have um, your pack. 10 plus 2 representation. I will go over the rest of it. Wake Forest 13, Syracuse 14, Utah 15. Penn State dropped to 16 with their loss on the road at Michigan. They didn't look good at all, by the way. Um, number 17, K-State, Kansas State. Number 18, Illinois, 6-1, Kentucky and 19. Texas at number 20, 21, Cincinnati, 22, North Carolina. 23, NC State, 24, Mississippi State, and number 25, Tulane, 
They replaced James Madison, who I called it last week. Clay Helton and those Georgia Southern guys, the Fighting Heltons, they knocked off number 25. So uh, there you go. That's your AP top 25. But again, USC is still right in the thick of things. They have the bye week coming up. Then they host Cal, Colorado. Um, excuse me. Bye week at Arizona before they come home to host Cal, Colorado. And then they finish the game, the season at UCLA, bus ride to the Rose Bowl, and hosting Notre Dame, who lost at home to Stanford. Well, you know how bad Stanford is. What does it say about the Notre Dame fighting Irish this season? At this point, anything less than 11-1 and is going to be a disappointment. You heard what Lincoln Riley said, or I, and I will refresh everybody up throughout this week. We're going to go over notes and quotes to, in our next episode tomorrow after uh, you're watching, you're done watching this one. A lot more on this game because there's a lot more to, uh, to dissect. Um, but we're going to move forward, too, because as Lincoln Riley said, and I'm going to say it, there's no excuses, even with the poorly officiating game. All right. So until then, I want to thank everybody for watching this episode. Hope you're enjoying it. Again, uh, I will be back with Locked on USC four more times this week. You can find my writing content over there at wersc.com. Scott Trader, Eric McKinney, Chris Arledge and his musings, Greg Katz, Kevin Bruce, breaking down defensively what USC did and didn't do well. Get over there. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. So until then, everyone, you know what to do.